Welcome to First and Fifteen, the show that takes you around the UK flag football scene. Sponsored by Nuola, your customised sportswear supplier. Hello everybody and welcome once again to another episode of First and Fifteen's coverage of the BAFA SWC conference. I'm Lewis Phillips and as ever I am joined by my companions Jay Ballamy and Gareth Price and we've enjoyed his company so much recently we thought we'd ask him back again for another show. Welcome back Home Alone. How are we everyone? Not bad, thanks Lewis. How are you? Very good, very good. Sweltering hot in this weather. It is too warm, isn't it, realistically? I think I think we should all call it all off and just uh, stop working. I'm Beach. quite glad, unlike the Welsh League, that we didn't have a game day at the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And, and I think you just need to do a boat race at that point to decide who wins the games. <laughs> I noticed Drew cut his, his luscious locks because it was all too much for him. Saw that online. Great shame. <laughs> I wonder if that's the source of all his strength. <laughs> I don't know. He's not pretty... judging by the Cardiff results. <laughs> no, quite. Yeah, true. Right, lads. So we we finally made it. Uh, all things going well, and everything goes ahead um, this weekend. Uh, ne- next weekend, at the time of recording, um, we have our final slate of of games in twenty twenty one. Many people thought it would never happen, but here we are at the end of a weird season with just two games left each to play, and uh, got an interesting set of games. Um, so the Cheltenham Neptunes are hosting Falcons Black and the Reading Devils. Um, the Exeter Falcons Green team are hosting the Boxer Renegades and the Chichester Sharks. And then on Sunday, Canesham Kings hosting the Western Supers. And maybe, maybe the Isle of Wight Hellhounds. Uh, there is a very unofficial rumour going around, again, at the time of recording, um, that perhaps the Hellhounds may not be able to make this one again. So... Uh, regardless, we will go on the basis for the time being that, um, that the Hellhounds are uh, playing with, with our predictions and um, we hope that it is just a vicious rumour uh, and the Hellhounds can fulfil their fixture. So, shall we start uh, at the top um, with the Cheltenham Neptunes game day? Yeah, let's get on to it. Let's get stuck in. So the first game of the day is the Neptunes versus Falcons Black. So Lewis, I've got this down as uh, Neptunes 41 and then Exeter Black 25. I think you'll personally find a lot more success against the uh, Neptunes defence than you have maybe in the last week or so. I think you'll put up a few more points, but I think that Neptune's offense is just so strong um, that you'll have a really tough task containing over the top. I have a similar prediction, um, although I think it'll be a a little bit closer. I think that uh, your two safeties will contain the Neptunes a a little bit better, but I, I still have them winning 33 to 26. Okay, a little bit tighter. I'm very close to Jay with this result. I've got it. Uh, Neptune's winning 40-28 for the Falcons. Um, I agree with both with what's been said before. Um, I think Neptune's offence is really motoring at the moment, so I think they'll definitely get the edge in this one. Well, I'm going to lone wolf it again because uh, I know I know what we're capable of. Um, and like, like 
like Gareth said, I think I've got a lot of faith in in Ed and uh, and Jake at the back there to to be able to contain that gunslinging Neptune's offense. Uh, I think the fact that they just they like to heave it downfield um, a lot. I think that kind of plays into our hand a little bit. So uh, I, I reckon we'll, uh, we'll be able to contain them a bit more. I still think it'll be quite high scoring. Um, and, and I think we'll be able to take advantage uh, on, um, on offense as well. So I've actually got us winning this one, 43-35. See, I don't know. It'll be a very interesting game stylistically, won't it? Because, I mean, you both know about each other now because obviously the Neptunes have played your sister team and you've got some tape on them so it'll be more of a i don't think we have i haven't seen any tape from from oh uh, okay okay i thought you i thought you were recording that game so never mind Uh, maybe Uh, to be honest this it's all it's all part of the same file uh um as came with the kingsham game day wasn't it so um yeah it might be in there i haven't actually checked fair enough well stylistically it'll be very interesting because you've got those two deep safeties and they've got someone that's um, particularly fast so um, it'll be good to see how you adjust over the course of the game yeah and and I think we've we've got we've certainly got more to give uh, in terms of like um, our offense and and I've felt as I've said on these shows that we've kind of been an unfortunately on the wrong side of some some school some some tight games and, and games that could have gone either way so um yeah, i think our 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 poor record of two and four at the moment uh kind of belies our our ability so uh we've got one more chance to this season to uh to really show what we're made of and i i think we can yeah that, that'll be our our big sort of this is who we really are moment you know so moving on to the next game, Falcons back in in action again, and uh, another tough test for us uh, up against the experienced Devils. And I personally have this down as a fifty-one-twelve win to the Devils, purely on the basis that Holwell will be going into that game with zero fear, um, because that's just how he plays. And I think that Devils offense has really found a good groove in the last couple of weeks and won't slow down. Yeah, hate to join in with the the bad news bandwagon, but having, having seen the devils recently, um, they're, they're looking very good. And I think this is going to be a, a game where they, they need to win both games. And I think they they, they want to put up big scores and I think it's going to be somewhere in the region of 45, 13. Yeah, we're definitely feeling good um, about our season so far. Um, and we're playing at very high levels. So I've got us winning this one 38 to 19. I think we're strong both offence and defence. So I'm looking forward to it, but I think it'll be a very one sided affair. So far, so lonely. Um, I, I didn't play in that 2019 game um, last year. Uh, well, last season. So uh, I think that was that was the season that I spent the yes, year broken, uh, with, a, with a broken foot. Um, so yeah, it's been a long time since I've actually been on the field against the Devils, uh, and I remember it being a tough game in that in that final that that plate final. Um, very frustrating. Yeah, 
Uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to this game. Um, I know the Devils have got a lot of uh, tricks up their sleeve and they've got a lot of ways. They they certainly showed in uh, in that plate final they can beat us in a lot of different ways, and they did. Um, but I think it'll be a, a close game. Um, and I think, you know, if, if, if we bring our A game and uh, I think if we're high off, uh, off, off beating the, the Neptunes, which I... Uh, predicted we will, then I think that'll buy our confidence, and I think it'll might. I don't know. Like I say I've, I've not game planned an awful lot for this just yet because I've, uh, I've not um, just not got around to it, not seen any film. Um, but you know, just to tip you off, uh, Home Alone might be a similar game plan to to that of Chichester, which is just keep Holwell on the sideline. Um, I've got this pretty tight. I'm going to back us, and I think it'll come down to an extra point, and it'll be a 28-27 victory for the Falcons. Bold. (laughs) (laughs) Funnily enough, that's not the bold prediction that I warned you of earlier on. Oh. Okay, and the uh, the third game of the day, um, Neptune's Devils. Um, this could be a really interesting game, I think, uh, with two high-powered offenses. Yeah, it's it suits up to be a really, really interesting affair. Um, and without giving too much away about the Devils' defense, it'll be really interesting to see how they match up against the Neptune's speed. Um, I personally think that Although we're going to focus particularly on the two offences of these two teams, I think you'll actually see a good performance from the Devils' defence in this occasion. And you'll see a, an, an explanation of how you go about adjusting towards a team over the course of a game and then taking things away. Um, I've got this down as 52-31 to the Devils. Um, yeah, I pretty much agree with everything Jay's just said. Um, I think that the Devils run away with this in the end. Um, I'm going to go with 48 to 20. They're just playing exceptionally well at the moment. Um, I'm going to put it a bit closer. So I've got us winning 42 to 34. Um, I think our players are definitely growing into our defensive scheme really nicely this year. We've had a lot of turnover on the defensive side of the ball. So I think very much so that we're growing still um, at the moment, but I ultimately think our experience um, and overall just familiarity with each other now will bring us through in that game. So I think we'll run out winners in that. So I'm lone wolf in it again. And uh, I think um, not to, uh, no disrespect to the Devils. Um, and I think this is going to be a close affair, but I just, I, I got a, a weird feeling, you know, just a weird feeling in my gut that the Neptunes have, have got another surprise up their sleeve. Um, and I think this this will be the, the opportunity to sort of pull it out. Last game of the year, they'll, they'll be giving it absolutely everything. Um, I've got it down as a one-score game. Uh, I think perhaps the Neptunes come away from this uh, in the sort of final minute of the game, walk-off touchdown, Justin Thomas to Luke Cavallaras, uh, and I've got the score as thirty-eight, thirty-two. Wow! To the Neptunes. So, so to confirm, Lewis and and Gareth, get ready with the word. Yep. Um, you're predicting the number two team in our conference 
to not win a game on Saturday. <laughs> bold. It's bold. It's hairy oh, chest it's, bold. It's, it's, it's the final games of the season, guys. This is the final preview show that we do. Go hard or go home with your predictions. Look, if it comes we off, relish the challenge, like genius. <laughs> gone, gone against conventional wisdom on all three of those games. Now, I appreciate he's playing in two of them, but all three games against what everybody else thinks, it's, 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 there's no other word for it. It's bold. And, and just for curiosity, how much Boomer did you watch before this podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and, and did you just sort of like, did you smoke on the devil's lettuce beforehand? <laughs> As you can tell by my predictions to having them lose two games in the final game of the day of the season, I had smoking nothing devils. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm always. I'm always going to back my guys. Uh, I think it'll be a close game, and I think we have the we have the capability to. Um, but when it comes to this 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 game, the Neptune's Devils game, I don't know. I just I've, I've got a feeling the Neptunes have got one more surprise in them, and if they beat us, then as as you guys have alluded to, uh, it's no surprise, and that's their last opportunity to really shock the league. Well, it makes it makes for a far more interesting podcast, and it's it's nothing against the Falcons or the Neptunes, both of whom I've seen this season, and both of whom I've thought had some really bright sparks. But I've seen the Devils recently. I've played them twice recently, and the two other teams on that game day are in trouble. I know there's. Uh, I know the Devils are full of uh, stars on both sides of the ball, but no Hegarty. I understand. So, you know, that plays to our advantage somewhat. No Hegty, but you have got Isaac filling in there. Um, so I think his speed would certainly help us um, in the Cheltenham game by the sounds of it. Um, and he's familiar there, so I, I don't think we'll miss a beat on defence, really. See, it's interesting, isn't it? How, much, how reliant is that Devil's defence on one or two players? We'll find out. If the replacement it, is Isaac, I feel still confident in my prediction. So do I. So do I. I trust Isaac with uh, with most things. Um, in in some ways, I think he might be more suited to playing a deep safety role against the Neptunes than Heggs. Uh, it's nothing uh, against Heggs. I think he's a fantastic player. But I think Isaac's speed against that Neptunes... Offense is going to be invaluable. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. It probably is. It does suit him to turn and run with Cheetah a bit more. Um, but saying that, you've also got. I, I hope Hegarty will be there in sort of body if he's not on the on the field. But you've got his mind on that pitch that makes a huge difference. Mm. So that wraps up the first game day. Uh, going on at the same time, you've got the Exeter Falcons green team hosting the Renegades and the Sharks. Uh, so the first game of the day uh, starts with the Falcons versus the Renegades. So, Gareth, get ready. Uh, I have the Renegades winning this 37-36. Ooh, another um, one-point victory over I, the Falcons. I, I agree with the, the, the victor. So, wow, so it's not bold. No, well, at least either that or we're both being bold. But Right, okay, cool. All right, I'll take <laughs> that. Um, I have the Renegades winning 30 to 24. 
Lewis is stunned right now. Mm. Yeah. Well, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you when it gets to my turn. I'm gonna give you a little, just a little bit of information which may change your mind. I don't know. Well, maybe. Um, maybe. And and here's 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 my thinking. Uh, you know, I don't want to go too much into. You know, I think uh, I haven't yet seen Exeter Falcons Green, so I'm at I'm at a bit of a disadvantage. But just looking at the stats, Falcons Green have not scored a lot of points on offense this year. Um, in their last few game days, I think the most they've scored is in the last two game days. The most they've scored in the game is twelve. Um, the Renegades, after their very poor first game offensively against the Devils, have started to put a lot of points on the board. They've put 40 points on the board against the Supers, which isn't the easiest thing in the world to do. Um, they've had a couple of games where they've they've scored high 30s or 40. Um, and I think that I know there are some, some potential changes to Falcons Green, but changes in themselves sometimes, you know, even if you expect the change to have a positive impact, it's it's the first time you've done it this season. So who knows? But the Renegades for me have have improved enough offensively that I think they're going to prove quite the problem for both Falcons Green and indeed the Sharks in this game day. I agree, and I think they've got a bit of confidence having beaten the other Exeter team, even if it was a close nail bite to the finish with a two point that wasn't converted. They believe they can do it. Sorry, Homolo, we haven't let you predict yet. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, I'm going to annoy Lewis here. Um, I've got the, so I'm going to say Renegades are winning as well to make it three for three. Um, I've got them winning 35 to 20. I think building on what Gareth said, the Renegades haven't seemed to have a problem scoring points, whereas the Falcons offense has in the last few game days. So I think that will definitely play a big factor in this result. I thought I was being bold here. <laughs> I, I'm another bold prediction. I'm 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 the one that's going to be bold here. Um, so, like I said, we've yeah, there, there's been some changes, uh, and I'll allow you to to adjust your um, predictions if you want. Uh, but we have made the switch at quarterback, um, and Jay Cooley Joy, who is now back from the states, uh, will be taking the reins under centre. Um, so obviously, he he quarterbacked the the Falcons throughout the 2019 season, um, and. I think despite what it may look like in terms of the results and, and the points against um, column for, for the Greens, that that defence is very good and has got some really good experienced players on it. Uh, unfortunately, they found themselves in, uh, in a position several times where um, they've been you know, backed up against the, their own end zone and, and probably spent more time on the field than a defence should, uh, which has allowed uh, opposing offences the opportunities to score more. Uh, so, yeah, um, I I think with sort of the... We, the Falcons Black definitely um, underestimated Berkshire Renegades, I fully admit that. Uh, and, I, and I said that to guys on the day, like, yeah, we, we underestimated you and and we paid for it. Uh, I don't think the Greens will make that mistake. They will learn from our mistake. Um, and, yeah, just with the, the, the experience that they now have on, on offense and defense, um, I've got the Falcons Green. Wait for it, Gareth. You ready? Yeah. I've yeah. got Falcons Green winning this one 41-13. Bold. 
That is bold. I mean, I mean, strong prediction. So, I, I appreciate that there's there's been a change, mate. I, I don't I don't want anyone to think that I'm just just picking on the Falcon screen because they we are a, lot, a little bit. They've got a lot of good players, and I've I've not, as I said, I've not yet seen them. But offensively, averaging what twelve points a game, they've not broken twenty yet this year. I think forty is. It, hey, if they if they could score forty, fair play to them. That would be a really really great way to end the season. Um, I also, God, sorry, Gath. No, no, carry on. I was I was also going to say on the flip side of that. I also don't understand if the Renegades put up say I can't remember what the score was last time, but say it was in the forties. I don't understand how that forty becomes thirteen. Because mm. it wasn't the Falcons' green defense. Patrick has been an absolute stud on both sides of the ball, offense and defensively. So, um, yeah, don't, don't get it twisted. Like that Falcons green team has, has got, got some, some players on it, some ballers. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, look, bold. Like I say, I think we, they've been, they've been put in some difficult situations in a lot of their games, uh, you know, the turnovers and say the defense being, uh, being on the field, uh, for you know, perhaps longer than uh, more than out the the division average, um, and I think yeah, that that will that's set to change. I hope so. I hope so. I think it'll it certainly lead to a a better game against the Sharks, which is yeah. Coming up. I I think I think this is this will be a, a pretty strong, the strongest Falcon screen team that we will have seen this season. Speaking of the Sharks, moving on to game two of the day, uh, Sharks versus Renegades. I have one mm. of my sort of other bold predictions. It's not, is it bold? It's, 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 it's got a receding hairline. Let's say that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Chichester will beat the Renegades 61 to zero. But we we we'd be thrilled with that. I oh, know. Um, I mean, I, I don't see it as beyond the realms of possibility. We've we've got an offense that's averaging over fifty points a game. The D has got better and better throughout the season, um, and now we're only averaging, you know, sort of the later half, late, later half of the season about twelve, fourteen points on on defense. So. I, I think the Renegades have improved too much on offense to be shut out again as they were against the Devils. Um, but I, at the moment, we're taking a very strong team to Exeter and I, I would hope and think that we'd have too much for them. I, I've got us winning 48-18. to 18. I definitely think this is going to be a tough, tough day for the Renegades. I think the Sharks are just something they've probably never seen before. Um and they won't have much experience in terms of dealing with that. So I've got the Sharks running out um, 54 to 12 winners in this one. Finally, guys, a game that we can all agree on. So, uh, like like Gareth, um, I think the Neptune, uh, Neptunes, the Renegades uh, uh, have improved too much to be shut out. Um, and I think... I think I still think the, the the Sharks will win this comfortably, um, and I think it'll be so comfortable that perhaps 
perhaps even before the halftime whistle, um, I think the Sharks will be looking to rep in some of their uh, less experienced players um, and, and non-starters, uh, which might might be what gives the Renegades uh, the chance to get in the end zone at last. Um, but otherwise, uh, we haven't used our, our catchphrase yet, um, so I'll do it now. I don't think the Sharks will need to come out of second gear in this, in this game uh, and will run away to a 48-6 victory. I think you've got to predict just as a score over 50. I think the trend says that they will score <laughs> at least 50 points. I think I'm only Reading kept us short. We were we scored 48 and Western kept us at 35. But I think every everyone else we've put 50 up. Not quite sure. No, that's not true, actually. Yeah, I'd say we kept you under 50, didn't we? Yeah, 46. Yeah. I'm wrong. Stead it this out, guys. My statistics are all over the place. But like, I think the difference is the differences with like using the Falcons Black game as an example. Um, you were very much still using your starters going into the fourth quarter um, of that game, whereas I think uh, you know we gave you enough of a scare in the first half that you felt like you need to keep pressure on. Um, whereas I don't think the Renegades will do that. Uh, I think you'll. You'll be quite comfortable from the word go, uh, and, and then. I mean, here's here's the thing. This this year, we've only. I, I mean, technically, some of them aren't starters because they weren't on the pitch at the start of the game. But it, we've only got experienced heads going to up to Exeter. Um, the the people that won't start are still players with years and years of flag experience who would probably start for almost any other team in the division. Um, and yet they're the people that we have to, to rotate in just because of the, the quality that we've got now. So uh, even even against Exeter Black, it was it was one drive after half time that we, we rotated in the people that weren't starting. But they're people like Kate and JV who uh, have huge amounts of flag experience and, and have started for the Sharks before. So there's not, there's not a huge amount of let off when we rotate players in anymore, which is great for us, not so great for the teams we're playing. <laughs> and finally, the last game of the day, uh, Falcons Green versus the Sharks. Yeah, so um, I have this down as a more similar result, I guess, to the Falcons Black Chichester game. Um, and I've gone for 48-12 on this one. Um, I've gone for 42-12, so similar result. Um, I I think that you know there there may well be an improvement um, in the Falcons Green, um, but I think it will have to be a very significant improvement um, in order to a keep us out of the end zone and and b get past our defense. I think they will, um, and you know their last game day, I think. Was it they scored eight against the Devils and six against the Supers? I, I fully expect them to do better than that, um, but I, I still think that we'll we'll have enough. We're we're very focused on not slipping up on what is potentially a bit of a, a banana peel of a fixture for us. Um, I believe there's also someone from the GB setup coming to watch a couple of our players. 
and uh, I'm sure they'll want to impress as well. So there, there's certainly not going to be any uh, taking the foot off the gas in this. So I, I think we'll run out winners in the end reasonably comfortably. But I would love to see Falcons Green get it together more in this fixture and give us a, a real game like Falcons Black did in the first half. And if they're running a similar strategy, there's, there's no reason that they can't. I agree. I think this is going to be a big win for the Sharks. I have it as 48-19, so a bit closer than the Renegades game. I think the Falcons' defence, being a bit more experienced, will be able to fare a little bit better. But I think the Sharks are too strong overall, really, for the Falcons' green to put up much of a fight in this game. But hey, we've given them some motivation. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly. Sure. So, do you want my bold prediction? Another one. Oh, go on. Go on. Don't see Um, this any longer. So I think you hit the nail on the head with something you said, Gareth, which was this could be a bit of a trap game, a bit of a banana peel game for you. Um, And I think with an improved improved Falcons team as well on on both sides of the ball, I have in the last game, our last games of the season, I have this as a very exciting and yet anticlimactic 20 all draw. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. It's entertainment, that's baby. The, that, that's yeah. the beigeest prediction. <laughs> bold I've ever heard. I think, I mean, I didn't realise that uh, that there was anyone from uh, GB coming down. Uh, You're right. Alleged, that will, uh, allegedly. But, that, um... will, that will certainly motivate uh a lot of your guys and, and it'll motivate some of ours as well. Um, mm. But yeah, I think like, I, again, I can't um, stress enough uh, how much of an improvement I think the, the Falcons green team will show in this final game day. I, 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 I genuinely hope so, because I think that, you know, a strong final game day would be a, a good pickup for what has, I think, I don't think it's unreasonable to say has been quite a disappointing year for them. Um, I think I, I predicted them finishing fifth and uh, that's still a possibility, but it would take a a big effort on this game day to do so. Um, And we know, we all know that they've got really good players on that team. They just don't seem to have clicked yet. And it would be good to play the Exeter team that they are capable of being on the last game day. Yeah, I think the, the, like their attitude going into it will be uh, a lot of sort of what defines it. And I think like when the Falcons Black went into that Chichester game, we were just loose and looking to enjoy ourselves and we weren't going to get caught up in any of the, you know, drama that we got along with it, you know, worrying about score lines or worrying about T- uh, positions in the table and things they're going to be loose, they're going to be there focusing on having a good time and enjoying playing football um, and I think that uh, like like it did for us in the first fixture um, will play into their strengths and, and they'll just have a good time uh, and I think they'll do um, better than maybe perhaps a lot of people expect Look It'd be great if it happens because mm. mainly I predicted Chichester to only win seven out of eight games. So uh, <laughs> come on, extra green. <laughs> so that is uh, that rounds off 
the Saturday of our uh, last games games of the season, um, and on Sunday, the Kingsham Kings host their first ever Baffer game day, um, and they start the day uh, no easy feat uh, up against the surging supers who are definitely trending up. Yeah, we're going to see a resurgent super side here, and obviously it's a bit more tasty because obviously um, uh, a certain player of ours uh, used to play for them. So um, it becomes a bit more of a game of note, and it's obviously at home. So, yeah, a lot of expectation on our side to go out there and give a good account of ourselves. We are still a brand new team. We're still trying to find our feet in lots of ways. Um, so it'll be a good uh, a good tester for us. We were able to play Western right at the start. Um, in a couple of friendlies as well, so it'll be a good benchmark to understand how we've moved on as a team against um, against what is one of the, the better teams in the division and, and indeed based on 2019 in the nation. So um, I personally got this down as a, a very close win for us at 27-25, but to be honest, I can see that going either way. Um, I'm not set on it, but I'm always going to predict that we'll win um, based on pure competitive nature. Um, but I honestly do see the Supers game as quite a, quite a tough ask for us. So I, I think the both the Kings and the Renegades have, have come in for their, their debut seasons and they've both been fantastic. I don't think you could have asked for more for two new teams. They've both performed very well, taken some big scalps. And the um, did I not say the Neptunes? I thought I said you said Renegades. Said, I said Renegades. Renegades. My bad. And the Neptunes. Three <laughs> um, brand new teams. Yeah. Um, I think that Apart from the Supers had a blip in week one, didn't have their starting quarterback, lost both games. Since then, their only loss has been to the Devils, who I, I honestly feel are a, a slightly better team all around than the Supers. Um, but I, I think the Supers will have too much for the Kings in this one, and I've got them winning 45-27. Wow, OK. I think these two teams are very evenly matched with where, with where they are at this point in the season. Um, I've got the Supers running out winners 34-28. Um, to 28. Um, I did a little bit of research before coming on and saw that they've played a few times this season with the Supers winning close in a few of them. So I don't think they'll take confidence into the, that game and that will ride through for a close win. It's all right, Jay. I've got you back. Perhaps undeservedly, but uh, I'm I'm actually predicting a, a King's surprise win here. I think it's going to be a really close game. But if there's one thing I've learned about the Kings from the you know affiliation through this season, through to playing them, if there's one thing I've learned, it's that they they put the work in afterwards. So I you know we we beat them a couple times. Uh, out of the four games we played them in the affiliation, I think we won th three of them, uh, three out of the four games, um, and uh, and then obviously came back in the league and saw a much more improved Kings team uh, that, that beat us. And I think it's going to be a similar story for the Supers. Uh, obviously, Supers have played they've played the Supers a couple of times in friendlies and whatnot, and I think the Kings will have gone away, digested that tape. And um, you know, learned from their mistakes, and now they know what the supers have got to offer. Um, I think the Kings might surprise some folk here. Um, 
likewise, if there's some, one thing I've learned from the Supers, having watched them over the 2019 and now 2021 season, is it's very much the same. Uh, not an awful lot changes, just just the personnel. Um, uh, the In terms of what they were able to do on offense and defense, uh, it was, from my experience, n- no different to what it was in 2019. So it was kind of just like, come beat it. Uh, and obviously a lot of teams are still not been able to, to do it. And I think with um, some of the experience on that, uh, particularly on, I mean, it's, it's obviously great having Craig there who was there. Um, but I think, uh, Jay, some credit to you as well. I think, I, you know, I've got a lot of respect for your sort of football intelligence. Um, and I think uh, between the two of you, you'll be able to sort of orchestrate um and pull something, pull something out of the bag. So I've got the Kings uh, coming out of this one, 38-35 victors. Okay, interesting, interesting. I think, you know, my, my take on this is that Matt's looked really good since he's come back off that first game of not being there. I think he's, he's probably caught me up in touchdowns thrown this year already without playing the, the extra game. Um, and as much as you can learn about a team, you cannot account for raw athleticism in study so i think you'll see i don't i don't know how we will have adjusted to that if i'm honest um so yeah it'll be an interesting game i personally like playing the supers i think they're a fun team to play um and they play a brand of football that we i i I wouldn't say we knock every now and again because it's it's more run and shoot sort of stuff but you know, as nothing as wrong with a run and shoot. Oh, wow, wow, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. If you've got if you've got the players to do it, it's brilliant. Um, but when they've played us in friendlies, what they have tried to do is push the ball down the field a little bit more. Um, so it'll be really interesting to see if that dimension comes out. And you know, as we saw with them in that 2019 season, they get better over time, and you can only expect them to peak in this last game day um, as they sort of push on. And I think the difference with this one is if we win, we finish third, and if they win, they finish third. Um, depending, of course, what happens in, with Cheltenham. But um, it is, you know, quite a significant jump for them if if they win or, or, or if we win. So it's, yeah, it's it's a, it's a nice, uh, I'm not going to call it Champions League, but you know what I mean, early early end of the table decider. Assuming, of course, you both navigate the Hellhounds. Well, yes, assuming we both navigate the Hellhounds, and, and Lewis already touched on this earlier, um, there is an unofficial rumour that they might not be there. Um so that's what I'm basing my thoughts on, really. Fair enough. Speaking of the Hellhounds, um, shall we assume for now that they will turn up and will play their games? Just yep. for entertainment's sake. So they've they've got the Supers up first. I've got them, the Supers beating Isle of Wight 1-0 because they'll have that, that's actually what I've written down, so put it down. Fair I, I will not, because you can't win 1-0. I, I can put 2-0 and say that the Supers that, will only get a sack. No, no. We're, we're assuming that the Hellhounds turn up and play a full 40-minute regulation game. Fine, okay. To get nearest to the point scored, I will go 2-0 then. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, well... I, I, you know, there's no, there's no smoke without fire, and and I'm assuming that if, if it's even a rumor, it's probably going to happen. But if it doesn't, I expect that the Hellhounds will probably be 
a little bit understaffed um, as they missed the last game day. The Supers have an extremely high-powered offence. Um, Sam Matthews is is playing very well at the moment. Um, and obviously they've got players like Dan Frost and, and a guy called, who I, I don't know if he played last season, but Michael Hansford has been looking really good this year on the stats. Um, and I think if this does go ahead, it will be a bit of a rout for the Supers. I've got it at 60 to 14. Which will yeah. probably put me a long way away from the one nil correct score. <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow suit with Gareth and give a, a real prediction. I've got the Supers running out forty two to nineteen winners here. I think should the game go ahead, I think they'll just be able to execute a lot better than White have done this season in the games they have played. So I definitely can't see that one being close so far. See, I love White. I've got your back. I think your defense is pretty rock solid. <laughs> so your offense is going to let you down by giving up that one that one sack yeah it'll come on some sort of crazy play where it's like three QBs you know. <laughs> won't be Jack Jack's infallible uh, so yeah similarly and I've, I've I think I've just upped this from what I had written down earlier on given, given the Supers an extra score um, but I, I thought I was uh, I definitely expected you guys to uh, predict slightly smaller scores uh, offensively for for the Kings. Oh, not for the Kings. Sorry, I'm looking at the next one, um, the next game uh, for the for the Hellhounds. Um, so I I gave them two scores of twelve points, uh, which I I thought was bold. Um, well, comparatively. Um, but you guys have given them a bit more. Uh, but otherwise, I think, yeah, the Supers will uh, run away with this one quite easily, uh, looking at how um, I think it'll be sort of similar to that. Off- offensively, at least, it'll be similar to um, the the Berkshire Renegades game where they just they were able to score on one or two plays per drive. You know, it might be a, a deep bomb, uh, or it could even be just a dump off that gets taken to the house and, and Sam Matthews making everyone miss. Um, so I've got the Supers running away quite comfortably, 54-12. And again, assuming that they turn up, um, let's take a look at the Kings Hellhounds game, which is the final game of the day. I've got this as 100 nil. To the Kings. <laughs> is this to balance I, out your one nil <laughs> that yes. is going to be spot on? <laughs> I, I I think that I will throw fourteen touchdowns, including one to myself. Is that because Marcus Mariota done it, Jay? <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. It's, Home alone. It's It'll almost, be Marcus Mariota style. It's almost like you don't take this seriously, Jay. <laughs> I think I've taken it very seriously. <laughs> I've gone. I've gone. I'm going to get at least one right, and I've got. You know the other one, and just in case the other white turn up, I've got a challenge. How many? Um, how many? I'm just thinking how you get to exactly 100 points. Uh, how, how many extra points are you going to miss? Well, no, you need, you need, you need. No, 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 Lewis. You need 14 touchdowns, every single extra point, and two two points. I think. Simple. Yeah, nah. it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> a couple of picks. Be all right. All right. 
<laughs> bringing us bringing us squarely back to reality. <laughs> um, I think again, if if this goes ahead, I think the Kings their 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 big big game is the the game against the Supers. There's no doubt about that. I think if it's as it's you know a home game, I I would expect there to be quite a few Kings in attendance. And if the Hellhounds were there, I would expect a lot a lot of the fringe players to get some time. Uh, I think the Kings win comfortably, but I don't think it's the the route that it was with the Supers. I, I I'll go thirty two to nineteen. I'm thinking along similar lines. I've got the Kings win this 35 to 14. I think if White do take a very small squad, then by the end of that game day, they'll be very tired, especially if they haven't been able to train in the last few weeks. I think that it'll be a known to game day for them. Yeah, obviously I'm the same. Um, I think it should be, should be a, a reasonably comfortable victory for the Kings. Um, I mean, assuming uh, I'm just thinking about the, the team that came to Exeter in game day one and, and um, gave us a bit of a scare. Uh, and I think all of us that have played them so far have been able to attest that, um, that they've, I say all of us, that's, I think that's just me and you, Gareth, um, yeah. that uh, that the, the Hellhounds are a much improved team this year. So on, on the basis that they are... Uh, fully um, at full strength uh, and this rumour of not attending uh, is turns out to be a lot of rubbish and they turn up full strength um, I think I think they could uh, despite all our warnings shock the Kings with an early score um, and I think the Kings will then quickly adjust uh, and then Hellhounds might be able to get uh, just some garbage time Garbage time touchdown at the end to make it look make the score look a little better, uh, but otherwise it will be a comfortable forty two thirteen to the Kings. To the Hellhounds' credit, they, as you said, Lewis, they were they were good against both Exeter teams, and they were very very good against us in the in the first half um, of our game. the o- The only game where they sort of really capitulated was the the Reading game. Um, so you know, if they're there. Um, then I would suggest that they're probably only going to go if they've got, you know, a a team rather than just, you know, five players that they've just scraped together. Um, And so if they do go, I would expect them to put up a good fight against the Kings. Yeah, and we've got a bit of a history for winning games by one score. Um, I don't think we've blown anybody out this year because, um, as me and Craig discovered at the weekend, we both enjoy just doing enough. Uh, so uh, yeah, I mean, realistically, I think if they did come, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it past us just to just somehow nip it by one score and then switch off for the rest of the day. Um, it's not a good attribute, but it's one we have. You can look at it both ways, right? We find a way to win tough games. All right, so that wraps wraps up our predictions for twenty twenty one. The last couple of bits just to do now are. We shall do our bold predictions. Uh, I'm gonna try whilst you guys, uh, whilst you guys go through yours, I'm gonna try and come up with something that isn't results related off the top of my head. Shall I? Shall I start us off then, lads? Go for go it. Go for it. Someone 
will get ejected. Oh, for goodness <laughs> Home Alone. Congratulations, you're the new permanent host. Bye, Jeff. <laughs> Was that from, yeah. from any game? Any game day, someone will get ejected. Um, any so... hardcore fans out there? Go on. <laughs> Help me out. Um, so my bold prediction has somewhat been scuppered or, or indeed made even bolder now by the the possible unlikeliness of the Hellhounds attending their fixture. Um, so you know what? As I haven't got anything else, I'm, I'm going to stick with it. And it's even more bold because the Supers might just have one game. Uh, Sam Matthews finishes the season with the most receiving touchdowns in the SWC. Wow. Okay. Fill us in where he is right now then. Uh, well, currently he is... Uh, in tie second uh, with 12 uh, with Shorty of the Sharks and Vin Berry of the Devils who I believe is actually on 15 because the Isle of Wight game is not included so on that basis Sam would have to catch up three with Vin to clarify, sorry, I'm trying to find it myself. Um, to clarify, is this just receiving touchdowns? Because I know they do a lot of rushing plays as well. He's this got is... rushing touchdowns. Hmm. Okay, well, as, as he might just have one game, let's go for combined overall touchdowns, receiving yeah. and Because, I mean, at the moment, he leads the, the division with, in total touchdowns. He's got 12 receiving touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. So he's on 14. Well, I don't think he does because Vin is definitely missing... I, I I scored the game that is missing, and I'm I'm almost certain I'm certain Vin got four. He may have got five. So if we go with Vin's on sixteen, and Sam's on fourteen, he's two gotcha. behind. Okay, interesting, interesting. But I think if obviously if if Isle of Wight don't go, that's one of his. I mean, I, I've predicted the Super scoring sixty in that game. And obviously, Sam would be a big part of that. So I'm less confident, but it makes it more of a bold prediction. So we'll we'll stick with it. Uh, so my bold prediction that I had originally gone with has also been alluded to. I'd said that someone's going to get shut out this week. Um, but I think I'm going to go even bolder with it. Um, I'm going to say for my bold prediction that Callum McEveney, my brother, he's coming back for this game date. And I'm going to say that he's going to lead the country, or at least be tied in the country for sacks by the end of this game day. The country. Country. That's that's country, everybody, not the division. And after only playing, that will only be his, what, second game day? Second game day, yeah. But he got seven in the first, and he's currently five off. So he is old, but but the potential's there, I think. Unfortunately, I mean, after this game day, you might be right. But uh, yeah. Uh, Jonathan or Chad Stevens of the Hurricanes at the top there with 12 and they, they've got plenty of games left so yeah he won't end the season there but no fair at least by the end of this game week so you're, predict- that- you're predicting at least six sacks for Callum so to lead, lead the country in sacks after only four games I guess is probably the fairest way to do it because like say there's a couple of I think, I think the NEC have got a fifth I think Wales have got a sixth game day um, Scotland might have eight no, I think no. Scotland have got six, and I think yeah, uh, Southeast have got eight as well. So we'll just to give him a fighting chance. <laughs> uh, we'll just say over four games. That's the McKeeney uh, brothers for you, producing <laughs> excellent blitzers and centres. 
Um, so, weirdly enough, uh, I have a very similar sort of type of bold prediction. I've, I feel like I've, I'm, I'm overdoing it on the on the bold predictions this week. Lots of bold predictions in terms of scores and and, uh, and results, um, but uh, didn't I, I, I? This came to my head before you mentioned it, and certainly before Ryan mentioned his. Um, but in the same vein. Uh, I think Exeter Falcons black Jake Tillett will finish top of the interception uh, table come the end of the season. Nationally or divisionally? No, no, divisionally. No one is catching up to George Slade. (laughs) (laughs) We've also got your bold prediction that I don't think you think any of the Exeter teams will lose this coming weekend. Like I say, there's a lot of bold predictions come from me. Uh, I think that my boldest being that... um, Falcons and Sharks will draw. Uh, that's that's a particularly bold one. Um, but for for a different segment, um, yeah, Jake finishes with the most interceptions in the SWC. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, it's a tough ask against two teams that like to throw the ball deep. Um, yeah, I think but... I think he's, I'm basing that pretty much on the basis of he's going to have more opportunities. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, I don't don't. Uh, Jake has been fantastic this season, and he was great in the last game day. Um, and you know, he's he's tied at the moment with myself and Shorty. Um, who knows how many opportunities either of us is going to get against the Renegades or or the Falcons? From what we know of the Renegades, they like to throw it deep. Shorty plays very shallow, so um, maybe he'd have more chances against the the Falcons green. But um, if Jake does end up winning it, it would be well deserved. He's he's been a very very good player. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So before we do our final bit of the Chichester challenge, uh, what do you guys predict for your most exciting game of the week? I think the most exciting game of the week will be. Oh, I'm torn. I'm very torn. I think the the most exciting game of the week from a from a divisional point of view in terms of how things will finish will between will be between the Kings and the Supers. However, I think if you're looking for absolutely bat crap crazy throw the ball deep football, it's going to be the Neptune's Devils. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a good slate to pick from in terms of game of the week this time. There's a there's a few games. I think that Renegades Falcons Green is going to be very, very exciting. Yeah, that's a good shout. That's a good shout. I'm going to side with Jay here. Um, Devil's Neptunes for me um, is a clear standout. I think two very high-powered offences going against each other is always great to watch. So that's my game of the week. Yeah, I think you're right, Gareth. Um, there's a lot, of, lot of, te- a lot of games this week that um, that could be really exciting. And you guys have, have kind of mentioned them all already. Um, I think Renegades Falcons Green, if it's anything like Renegades Falcons Black, could quite easily run away with one of the most exciting games of this week. It was certain, uh, having played in the first one, it was certainly one of the most exciting games I've been a part of um, in my many, many years. It's right up there. Um, Neptune's Devils could absolutely turn into a shootout um, 
which you know for the for the casual fan or for the uh, for the neutral, everyone loves a shoot shootout. But I think just in terms of absolute tenseness and slugging it out, body blows and haymakers and defensive stops ejections. and ejections. <laughs> Come uh, on, lads, we've got one in there. <laughs> I, I just think for for a game that's going to have it all and both teams are just going to lay it all out there and you're going to see a bit of everything. You're going to see rushing touchdowns. You're going to see passing touchdowns. You're going to deep bombs. You're going to see tackles missed. You're going to see bat downs on fourth and short. It's just, I think it's going to be a, a, a game that is absolutely of inches and small margins uh, is going to be Supers Kings. That's my game of the week. And then... There was a Chichester challenge. <laughs> what have you got for us this week? It's the final week. Let's make it a good one. So, I noticed a trend. When I involve Gareth in the Chichester challenges, it doesn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising. And when, I, that. <laughs> and when I try to get the team around me to, uh, and when I say the team, the, the, the sharks around me, to convince Gareth to do it, it doesn't happen because he's quite stubborn. So uh, I'm going to take the power out of Gareth's hands and I'm going to say that the Chichester challenge is I would like them to throw touchdowns by four individual people across Ooh. the game day. So we were we were capable of throwing one to Neil Henderson, but now we can throw it from Mr. Neil Henderson himself. We can throw it from Corey. We can throw it from Will. We can throw it from Shorty. We can throw it from Kate. We can throw it from Gareth if he has the nutsack <laughs> to do it. Yeah. That's um, that's more of that's that's not me being a spoil sport. That's me being physically incapable of throwing a ball. But look, look, you are. I believe, I believe in you, Gareth. Uh, I think you fool. can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I, think, uh, I mean, in fairness, Craig, Shorty, Corey, and 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 um, sorry, Neil have all thrown touchdowns or extra points so far. So four is not beyond the realms of possibility. I think it's a, it's a nice stretch goal for you. Yeah. I think it makes it, you know, it keeps you interested, keeps you engaged in the league because I know how bored you get. So Doesn't you it, it? That is not true. <laughs> <laughs> um, in fairness, though, that's not a bad one because it really, it really doesn't deviate from our game plan. We've got those plays for other people to throw the ball. So, believe it or not, Jay, I'm, I'm actually moderately happy with that Chichester challenge. Well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, he's on board. We've convinced him. <laughs> Let's all go for a beer. <laughs> yeah, I think you've 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 nailed it for the final final week of the year, uh, Jay. I think that's a great challenge, and you absolutely. I, I've seen plays where you've done these two QB stuff, and you. I just know that if they do this two QB stuff, where Corey's going to roll out or jet or whatever, um, and there's going to be a moment of do I run it or do I throw it? You know, he's going to think about throwing it first to do this. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, that yeah. might that might put it in his head actually. Yeah, I'm liking it less. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well done, well done on the Chichester challenge. Thanks very much. Uh, that's yeah, your best one since week one, I think. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Week one's the only one that's been done. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the safety one was ludicrous. <laughs> well, yeah, four safeties in two games. We haven't managed that in the last like ten years. Yeah, but you know might have got in your head you might have changed your plans or something <laughs> it didn't work clearly 
well, not with my game plan to keep the ball uh, as short and as quick and as <laughs> away from Gareth as I possibly could. Um, I don't think I gave uh, the blitzer any blitzers a chance to get anywhere near me before I uh, got rid of the ball. Well, I mean, that was that was my plan with my bold prediction was, you know, throw me a pick six. It was either I'm going to be in his head and when he throws it my way, he's always going to be looking where I am or... He's going to deliberately throw it to the other side of the pitch. And the other side of the pitch is manned by Shorty and Will, two of the best players in the league. So it was a win-win for me either way. The one thing that you failed to take into consideration was that I don't want to throw it that far downfield. <laughs> <laughs> if I can take four goals to make it just as far, I will. True. <laughs> I don't want to take seven seconds to make 20 yards. I'll, I'll, it's, I'll an in, it's, it's an interesting minute. clash of styles, really, because you're, you're some... We're very much a defence that likes to make people... If you're going to score against us, we want it to take seven or eight plays. And for a lot of quarterbacks, that's very frustrating. But then occasionally you come up against somebody who, who also wants to play that way and you have to make slight adjustments for that. So that wraps up everything for uh, week four and the final games of the SWC season for 2021. Um, the predictions are well and truly, quite literally, in the books. Uh, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next week uh, and seeing how all this plays out and, uh, and, and as we review the final game of the season. Um, but uh, don't be alarmed. Uh, we'll have our review show. We've got a couple more shows. We've got a couple of irons in the fire and ideas for, for shows to come up for postseason as well and keep things fresh and fun. Uh, and we'll tell you a little bit more about that next week. So tune in for the review show uh, next week. Uh, and all that's left to say is uh thank you guys for joining me as ever thank you jay thank you gareth thank you home alone uh, and thank you guys for listening um i've been lewis phillips thank you very much good night that wraps up this episode find us on facebook at first and 15 podcast give us a like to keep up with all of our shows also check out our sponsor nuola for all your customized sportswear supplies Oh, 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 oh,